This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. that time again what what time is it well check check your watch six it's 20 which is right generally around the time when we start recording uh thank you everyone for joining us you know last week we did we did slam dunk helicopter kobe dunk one of america's greatest icons Whoopi goldberg Mm mm-hmm and I thought we would probably... I mean, I did not think that was going to be popular with the audience, but you guys have rallied behind us. Yeah. Uh, our numbers are through the roof. And so, actually, Carl Pooling is shifting a little bit in mm-hmm. tonal direction. We used to be like this general all-purpose show for politics. Art. We are now just a Whoopi Goldberg hate group. Yeah, like a support group, but for hate. Yeah, it's like, uh, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about Hate Group Center is it's not, it's not redeeming in any way. It Correct. Is pu- it's fueled purely by vitriol. Yes. And and some people come in and think like, oh, there'll be some jokes, there'll be some comedy and that kind of thing. But no, not actually. It's The hate is really front and center. You know, like <laughs> when you eat, when you eat. Uh, something with soy sauce in it, how it kind of overpowers the dish a little bit. Yes. Especially if you add it in after you cooked it. Right. I mean, who actually likes rice? Am I right? Like Exactly. Kay. Exactly. Who likes... I, I don't know anybody who eats rice. Right. They eat soy sauce with some like you moldy put, bread in there for flavor. <laughs> Ew. What? I don't know. How I, do you think soy sauce is made hunter uh i have no idea i imagine that's a secret of the japanese that they will not give to us under any it is technically fermented but it's fermented what yeah fermented what is it fermented rice no you inconscionable (laughs) moron perfect hunter say the word soy sauce oh okay all right we Okay. It seems like what I could have, have gotten there. What have you been there. doing your whole life? Like Eating how? soy sauce like an idiot American. <laughs> how did you get from birth to this moment right now, 6.21 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon? You know, when you go to without the... Without ever considering that maybe soy sauce was made out of, oh, I don't know, soy. You know, sometimes when you go to the Asian restaurant, they don't have like a quiz that you have to take before you can order off the menu. And that's kind of how I've gotten to this point is, you know, nobody stopped me with a quiz to say. I know. only eat at academically restrictive restaurants. <laughs> I, I demand that my sushi be a meritocracy at all points. That's fair. That's 100% fair. Hunter, I do got to tell you, I, I know you're a connoisseur of, of sushi. Yes. Now, are you, there's there's the rolls, right? Yeah. Uh, tamaki, takam, I can't remember what they're the called. The James Whatever. Bond roll. But if you're gonna go more traditional, yeah, are you a sashimi or a nigiri guy? Don't Joe Rogan me. What is that? What? It's 
It's the name of a type of sushi. If you're too stupid to know what it is, looking at you, Media Matters, that's on you. Um, but sashimi I, or nigiri? I don't think I know the difference. Um, oh, but sashimi is no rice. Kay. It's just the it's the cut of raw fish. Oh, is that it? Okay. And nigiri is the the raw fish over over a, a roll of rice. Okay. Yeah. No. I um. I. I guess just the fish then. Yeah. Like I'm just, just fine the with sashimi. The, just the fish. Yeah. Sashimi. So we tried out this new place. I'm going to have to take you to it. Okay. They do the conveyor belt thing. Yeah. Where it just comes by and it looks like, it looks like the inside of like a mom and pop country cooking buffet restaurant. No. Like to go in there, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to eat raw fish here. Oh, that's awesome. But it's all you can eat. Like you pay by the plate. Mm-hmm. And it's real fun at the, at the end because the server comes by and counts your plates. Like, with they do this little thing with their fingers to count your plates, you know? Right. And they look at you the whole time, just like you, you fat ass Americans. Oh, they're doing <laughs> their little like their little ninja finger counting thing. Yeah. And uh, just judging you relentlessly before presenting you with a bill that you're like, it's amazing that I can afford this appetite. Yeah. But the sashimi slapped so hard. Oh, really? It was, That's good. It was so good. We're going to have to go. Okay. Um, I would tell the podcast where it was, but <laughs> no, uh, I don't want you to go there. Yeah. So. Losers. Sorry about that. But Oh, man. It was so good. I'm thinking about that now, and I kind of want to stop recording and go eat sushi. Well. Would, that be, ta- would that be terribly tacky of me? Yes. All right. Let's not do it then. Oh, okay. Well, Fine. Fine. Well, gang, thank you for coming to this episode of Sushi Talk. Uh, <laughs> join us next week. Wasn't wasn't this the beginning of this that we hate Whoopi Goldberg, and then it became literally what this show is, where we just you know, Hunter. I think loving sushi and hating Whoopi Goldberg are like <laughs> it's yin and yang. You know, sure. I mean, yeah. Why not? They go hand in hand. In fact, we hold most of our, our we call it the two minutes of whoopee hate. We actually hold that at a, a revolving sushi bar. Yeah. You've got to come. It's a really good time. But like like we mentioned, it's it's umami. It's hate forward. It's going to it's going to command your palate. Yeah, no, I get that. That makes that makes sense. Okay. Uh next week anyway, we're going to cover squids and octopuses. What's the difference? Nothing. Maybe. Lord knows I don't. But I've been watching a bunch of Ancient Aliens, Hunter, and right. I know I talk about this a lot. Yep. And the the episode I was watching a couple of days ago, they're just straight up like, hey, octopus are kind of weird. Are they extraterrestrials? Oh, my God. <laughs> telling oh, you, my God. This show is a goldmine. Uh, and my answer is, I don't care what planet they come from. If if they come from, you know, serious minor on on their cephalopod rocket ships their cephaloscape pods hold yeah. on a minute <gasps> tm cephaloscape pod right i don't care they're delicious when you serve them with a little bit of hate yeah i mean soy sauce have you ever eaten eaten uh, grilled octopus yeah yeah you get the suckers with it it's a very interesting experience so anyway. have you ever eaten raw squid no i have not had raw squid i bet that's interesting that's an experience okay does the ink come out <laughs> I don't think if you prepare it correctly. Oh. If you if you're asking me if you bite into a squid on the beach, 
That would probably be great. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Do okay. octopus have ink? Or is that a, is ink just a squids game? Mm, that sounds like... You know what? This is an animal planet, and I have no idea. We, we're going to have to hold a Carl Pulling seance to revive the ghost of Steve Irwin to come and answer some of our most prescient animal questions. Dude. Ha, and ha, okay, I, look. An aside to the aside. Yeah. Have you noticed that when we were younger and Steve Irwin was alive, things weren't so terribly crap? Yeah, yeah. In this country? Yeah. Oh, okay. An aside to the aside to the aside. Yeah, I, hit me. So the Super Bowl happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, of course, the halftime show is a phenomenon that we all love to partake in and see either the horrendous display of untalent or rejoice in some <laughs> seeming talent appearing up there. Well, Pops, music is dead. I don't know if you know that, but it is. And so I, I went back because you and Dad were talking about Super Bowl uh, shows of the past, right? And yeah. so I went back and I looked at Prince, and that one was pretty great. I mean, just... Prince Prince put on a really cool show, for my money. Prince put on a really cool show. He's talented. He's singing the whole time. You know, whatever. It's, it's interesting. Um I went back to 1993 when I was two years old and before you were born about two months, right? And I watched... Thanks for doxing me. Oops. Um, (laughs) And so I watched uh, Michael Jackson, right? Uh, Oh, man. And so he does Billie Jean and ends on uh, The Children of the World. And his song in the middle, he does three songs, is Black or White. And Christopher... It's like it's like America was taken from us. Like it's one of the most talented dancers I've ever seen. One of the most amazing artists to ever hit the field. And I know, I know the whole pedophilia thing and everything like that. But yeah, talented artist. Regardless of that, you can separate both those things. And the message of that song is you can separate those things much like you could not separate Michael Jackson from Macaulay Culkin. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> He, the, the show there at the end of it, there's people with, with the entire crowd, by the way, is on the field. And it's just every race you can imagine out there, uh, singing together. You can see them in cuts, right? But at the end of the show, two gigantic banners get pulled out onto the field on both sides of the end zone, essentially into the, towards the 50 yard line, towards the stage. And it's a white hand and a black hand handshaking in both banners. And I'm looking at that. And I'm like, the touch, the 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 end zones of the football game I just watched for the Super Bowl said end racism, and this is it's it happened in 1993, like you know what I mean, and like as a cultural moment, and it's just, I man, I I cannot express how depressing it was to watch that and just to see like the promise that I was given as a child in the America I was going to grow up in has been taken from me. Um, and I know yeah. it's anyway. So there's your that, aside and, to the aside to the aside. And Michael Jackson was the perfect person to do that because Uh-oh. if he shook his own hand just several years apart, that would be the bridge. He was the bridge between white and black. If he hadn't been such a a raging pedophile, yes, maybe racism would be cured because he was the chosen one. Yeah. You know, for all intents and purposes. Well, and also that stuff really didn't even come out till after he was dead to some extent. Like people were aware it was happening, but like no one believed it. You know what I mean? 
Like, yeah, I think we chose not to believe it. I mean, he got yes, interviewed you're, you're about a, hundred, it a couple times. You you're a hundred percent right, but but the but the thing is, the idea of that song people believed in, and they believed in it then. If that sort of makes sense, and it's like, anyway, you get what I'm trying to say there. I think so. And that's that song too is a banger. Like yeah. I, I'm a fan of like West Coast Golden Age R and B and hip hop, and I'm a I'm a fan of Dr. Dre, and I really sure. think that. That even though it's not like my favorite style of music, I think you can't really assault what an impact he had on the scene and how legendary some of his beats are. Like you know his beats even if you don't know Dr. Dre. Sure. The you know especially especially some of the stuff he did with Snoop. But the you you compare any of those songs to to. You can be my baby. It don't matter if you're black or white. And that little guitar. Yeah. It's just not even close. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it was such a jam. Such a banger. Also, when you say the children of the world. Yeah. What is that? Do you mean man in the mirror? No, no. He had he did some song at the end that was a tribute to the children in the world and about how we needed to treat them better. So... Maybe we were just telling ourselves nice lies, Chris. <laughs> so, Maybe so. Maybe so. Speaking of nice lies, welcome to carpooling. Oh, my Lord. Uh, if you've made it this far, uh, that's the actual name of the show. <laughs> Man, we covered some ground there. We really did, uh, dude. I don't even know if we need an actual episode. No, we've got to talk about this. Yeah. It's, it's time. Yeah. But thank you for joining us. It's a podcast that will get you fired. How will it get you fired, I hear you ask. <laughs> in my own brain with your disembodied voice i'm glad you asked spirit projection luke skywalker mark hamill style uh projected images doing a, a lightsaber duel with me on a planet with very cool sand the way we will get you fired is we talk about all the things that you're not allowed to talk about like religion and philosophy and art and culture and michael and jackson politics and michael jackson and and his affinity for Macaulay Culkin-ish children. Macaulay Culkin denies it to this day, but there's like a 0% chance. Maybe less than 0% chance. Hmm. I'm just saying. It hmm. definitely happened. <laughs> um, and that's such an interesting thing about the end zones, too. Uh, anyhow, that's how we'll get you fired. Also, we often unironically use the word retarded. <gasps> so that doesn't help either. No. <laughs> uh, we've got a big show for you this week and i know what you're thinking this week you mean this bi-weekly period shut up but also i always say it's a big show and that's just because that's the nature of carpooling mm. we're not going to come and bring you some small half hiney show it's going to be a big show mm. so uh that's why i'm going to keep repeating that over and over again till the end of time ad infinitum but before we bring you the topic of the day. It is time to perform Carl Pooling's One True Sacrament, the invocation of the Holy Roadkill. Hunter, please, if you would, this recite the catechism. Catechism? I don't know. I'm not Catholic. Do the thing. Will do, Brother Maynard. Take, um, take a big bite of the bread and transfigure it into comedy as it leaves our mouths. Right. So this lovely article uh, comes from our favorite, most trusted name in the news. An apple is an apple and a banana is a citrus fruit. S uh, 
Stacy and Abrams. Brian Stelter is a fairy, and apparently Twitter is still banning you for saying that. What? So, Twitter. Yeah. Um, we, they got rid of Jack Dorsey, and nothing changed. It's so upsetting. Um, <laughs> Stacy Abrams comes under fire for not wearing a mask and now deleted photos with masked children. So that's adorable. Hunter, I am not generally for mask mandates. Sure. But if I ruled the world, uh-huh. the one person that I would require <laughs> to wear a mask after the pandemic is over would be Stacey Abrams. Uh-huh. And it's not simply because she's not a very fetching woman. Ooh. It's because not only could vi- if she gritted her teeth, I mean, viruses the size of a, of a boba tea straw could still fit through and Good infect Lord. her. I'm just looking out. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, like, think about how powerful COVID is so very small and yeah. still so mighty. Yeah. But think about, you know, a good one and a half inch diameter virus, the right. kind of damage that that could do. And yeah. she's got no protection. She'll sure. bite down and it'll sail right through. You know, Christopher, that's actually was uh, Dr. Fauci's gain of function research definition is viruses <laughs> that were an inch and a half. So you're just actually, real big ones. Just really big ones. Like, oh my God, is that a small dog or a virus? I don't know. What has Dr. Fauci been doing? So. And Ron, Ron Paul's standing behind him with a tape measure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's good. Um, Stacey Abrams has got to be, she, she is the left's, the left's Donald Trump. If Donald Trump, instead of actually wanting to make America a better place, wanted America to literally burn and be engulfed in, in flames of tyranny and anarchy. Yeah. What what I mean by that is all the things that the left pretends to hate about Donald Trump, Stacey Abrams did and yeah. continues to do, and they praise her for it. Yeah. Most notably, casting aspersions on the sincerity and validity of one of our elections yep. here in the great state of peaches. Yep. It, she is so distasteful and so dishonest. And I've seen these pictures of her, Hunter, and it's truly... Uh, I think afterward I read that she fired her her social media person. Yeah, she did. Because how how do you look at that picture and actually decide to put it up? It is insane. Right. All these kids are standing behind her fully muzzled yeah. by our recalcitrant teachers unions and our, our anemic politicians. And she's sitting there with her great big crap-eating grin... While all these kids sit behind her, it is, it is abhorrent. And then she comes out and make like people react viscerally to that. Obviously, well, who wouldn't? Yeah. And her defense is, oh well, we were socially distanced most of the time. It's like, Stacy, that wasn't anybody's issue. Right. Was that you were breaking this mythical six feet that somebody surgically removed from Doctor Fauci's colon. The the issue is that why do the kids always come last? Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I absolutely I absolutely can't believe her. She's she's an appalling human being. Well, the important thing to remember, Chris, is that she uh, said the attacks against her were racist um, at first uh, because she was there for Black History Month, and it was. People, you see, people were angry that she took a picture with a bunch of muzzled children 
while she could breathe the free, unfettered air of a lovely public school. Uh, because they were racist because they don't like Black History Month. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that puts it in new light for you. It makes you understand like where she's coming from. And then I don't even know if it changes the fact that then she then fired her comms person afterwards. If that just convinces you of the racism that people are enacting against her. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, Hunter, her comms director was racist. <laughs> And actually, if you want to get down to it, Stacey Abrams has internalized white supremacy by hiring such a worthless comms director. So that was actually her being it's absurd. inverse, reverse, traverse racist to herself. Yeah, yeah. How are you supposed to make fun of this stuff? Like, it, 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 like and I know we're doing that, but what I'm trying to say is, like, it's so absurd. Hunter, Hunter last episode, we, we made, like, ten minutes worth of jokes about... A playground at an abortion clinic, and you're asking how we laugh, how we are we gonna make fun of Stacey Abrams, dude? I think life will find a way with this one, Jurassic Park. <laughs> life will find a way. I know that little bug's been living in the amber for oh, who knows how many years, but boy, we can make oh, fun of that man. lady not wearing a mask. That made sense. So no, I I think I guess what I'm trying to say is like there is no joke to tell. The joke is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah, that's all it is. Is it's just like. How could you be that stupid? And then how how stupid could you be on top of that to say, oh, it's white supremacists making fun of me because it's Black History Month. It's like, shut up. Everyone hates you. Just shut yeah, up. Wh- why don't you just print out a card and laminate it and keep it in your wallet that says black people are allowed to be buttholes in the month of February? <laughs> what? Like, that's, that's your logic. Right. That's your logic that you're using. <laughs> like, right. I could just be as ignorant as I'd like to be, and if you say anything about it, you're racist. You want to know why no one cares about being called racist anymore? Mm. It's because of people like you, Stacey Abrams. Yes, yes, it loses um, all its potency. That's absolutely because, right. Because making you toe the line is such an obviously moral good thing that when you equate it to racism, people still don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 unfortunate and you know it it it's unfortunate for other black people that she's using them as a as a shield to defend her own ignorance and stupidity and and malevolence because the let me let me put this in a a glib way and then i'll i'll expound on it but she makes racism cool if you're gonna say that hating on that behavior is racism well then People that aren't able to delineate between the two ideas, the fact that you've hijacked the term racism to mean something that's not racism, will see racism as a good thing. Because you know what? Calling out that hypocrisy is a good thing. So so it's un, it's unfortunate and unfair that other black people have to shoulder the burden of your giant hypocrisy, uh, Chris, which that... is like the one thing that wouldn't fit between her teeth. Oh, my God. Uh, that actually is similar to a point Steven Pinker made around two years ago and it got him into some hot water. Um, he survived all that obviously. Um, yeah, but, but, but still it, this, that point you're making where it's like where you hear racism said everywhere and then someone goes online and they find some statistics that don't really line up with that point, And then they're left scratching their heads. And then because they're not hyper intelligent, rational people for whatever whatever stage of life they come from they then go and find you know they they then can't delineate between what's happening right between like people being bad actors like stacy abrams and then you know the bad side of racism right and so they they begin to merge the two and think in and think in dangerous ways which is not good but anyway yeah it's a disservice absolutely 
Not at all. Uh, long walk, short peer award. Stacey Abrams, a frequent recipient, and she she's got more more rings than Brady at this point. Congratulations on getting another one. Yes, maybe uh, she'll retire right. soon, just like Brady. That'd be nice. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. And now I'm going to talk to uh, the other idiots in my state. If you blankheads elect this woman because you still believe the lies that Donald Trump told you about the election in the state of Georgia. Yes. I'm going to personally come to your house and staple you to a wall. I don't know why that was my specific punishment. It just seemed like violent, but not deadly. So I'm just going to, and it'll be painful for you to get out and harder for you to chase me. So, like, uh, there's a bunch of good reasons, okay? I don't know what kind of stapler I'll need, but I'm just... Uh, the, I If she gets elected governor here, first off, I'm moving to Florida. And second off, um, it, it, it will be your fault. They're polling so poorly. They're yep. polling so poorly. And, and if you can't get over the fact that you believe in a fairy tale, that Brian Kemp stole the election in Georgia from Donald Trump, so you're not going to rally behind him, I have no love nor any forgiveness for you. It is a data-free argument that you're making, a purely data-free argument that you're making. And you need to grow up. You need to grow up. Because just like we've got John Ossoff and quote-unquote rev warnock in the senate right now if you put her in the governor's seat the you are dead to me you are dead to me rally behind whoever is going to defeat her seriously ridiculous it's that that is that is an excellent point and (sighs) if you here if you listen to christopher and you still don't want to believe that if you still think for some god-awful reason that your vote doesn't count Make it as absolutely hard for them to cheat as possible and vote. That that's the move, right? If that if the, if you're stuck in that stupid lie that that happened, that the election was stolen, and that you shouldn't vote as a form of protest because whatever crazy thing you believe from Trump and Brian Kemp, make it as difficult for these people to hide your vote as possible by voting. Right? There is no reason for you not to vote. It makes literal no sense unless. You want to believe the Democratic ads that were run in Georgia to convince you to do that, which is a real yeah, thing. Yeah, they, they are laughing at you. Yes. They are laughing at you if you don't yes. vote. Yep. And I'm not saying that there wasn't any uh, any fraud. I'm not even saying that there wasn't fraud in Georgia. There was yep. obviously uh, some amount of fraud. That, and then there was ballot harvesting. Although, it's been tried in every court. It's been tried in every audit like they did the audit in Arizona and, and Biden won by more than they thought. The, you don't have any data. Do not believe things because they feel good. Trump lost the election. Okay. Yep. And, and get get your hindquarters out and vote. Uh anyhow. With that rant out of the way, <laughs> a pre-rant. Yeah, no doubt. Let us jump into today's topic and this is a really important situation that's going on right now. And there's a lot of facets to it, and and I don't have a outline really, but uh, let's just let's just jump into it and see where the conversation leads. I have a lot of disparate feelings about it, and it pulls me in a lot of different directions. Uh, but today we're going to talk about the Freedom Convoy, the trucker-led protest that's happening primarily in Ottawa, but all over parts of Canada and all over parts of of the world as well. Um, I know that there's been uh, convoys that popped up in Nice and Paris 
and some i think some of the nordic countries i can't remember all of them off the top of my head hunter do you do you know of any other places where this has popped its head up i know there's been places in the united states as well um oh helsinki finland yeah new zealand uh in wellington i believe so a couple a couple places around the world Mm -hmm. i mean canada is obviously the original and the coolest kid on the block but still yeah yeah why do we get BLM protests and they get cool freedom trucker convoys? I know. If you had to pick the countries where those protests happen, wouldn't it be the opposite? Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's, it's Canada for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, there's not a single Mountie, like, in this protest, yet they got truckers up there. I mean, what's going on? Like, is there any They're... maple syrup in this protest at all? So, so I thought, I, I would bet, I'd venture to bet, because if you've seen any of the pictures, there's just big rigs lining the streets up in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And if you open the back of one of them, yeah. I bet it would be like the elevator scene from the shining, just yeah. maple syrup splooshing out from yes. around the, around the overhead door. It's gotta be right. That. No, it, it is like, it definitely is. I don't know if you guys know this, a little Canada fact. I'm kind of a, a Canada, a Canada, stu- Canada a student of Canadian. Yeah. Canada buff. Um, that is their only export legally. They're yeah. only allowed to export maple syrup. So mm-hmm. that's just a fun Canada fact for you. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But let's get down to brass tacks here. So the galvanizing moment for this spe- specific protest was a regulation that was passed that said that Canadian truckers who were unvaccinated could not re-enter Canada after driving across the border into the United States until they were they were able to show proof of vaccination. And this caused a big ruckus, as it were. And right, rightfully so, I believe. You know, there's this perception in Canada and around the world right now that the elites all got on their their Microsoft Teams calls and were able to work throughout this pandemic. Meanwhile, the working class people, the the flyover people, how how did uh how did uh Hillary call them deplorables? Yep. And Obama would call them bitter clingers. Yep. Those people have had significant hardships in their ability to find and maintain work because as we continuously shut the economy down, uh there's less and less on the ground jobs to do. Mm. And these people were instrumental in keeping a bunch of our, our necessary infrastructure like food delivery Mm -hmm. going during the pandemic. And now they're being targeted by the elites in their country. Uh, you know, that's not something that, that a white collar worker ever has to worry about. You know, can I come back to work after crossing state lines? Cause they don't have to cross state lines for their job. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, And so it's a, it's a issue that rests, firmly on the working class shoulders and when i say working class i don't mean like a chartreuse haired barista that the left pretends to like when they say they like the working class i mean like the actual wrench turners and truck drivers and and the real working class you know yep blue collar so so that started this this kindle ablaze and it spread into this this giant movement where thousands of people flocked to flocked to major metropolitan areas in Canada and, and then across the world bringing their trucks with them 
and parking out and blowing their horns and and effectively saying that they were not going to leave until the mandates and the restrictions were lifted. That's the scene. Yep. And anything and to add there? The thing that I think that's important to add there is what they wanted more than anything was for Justin Trudeau to come out and negotiate with them and just talk through what it was that they wanted, listen to them, understand their point of view. You know what I mean? And it, there was nothing. Um, the only uh, action taken by them to make that happen was civil disobedience, right? No violence against anyone that's been reported. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there are some petty crimes that have happened, you know, and I'm sure somebody has done uh, something disrespectful and bad up there, but not on a massive scale, you know? And so like, you have all these people assembling that are really looking to be heard by their representatives in, in uh, their government, right? At, which you would imagine a democracy would be interested in. And yet they seem to be ignored, whereas other protests in the past were not. Um, they seem to be conveniently ignored at times uh, based on Trudeau's actions and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So that's that's their two main demands, Hunter. They want Justin yeah. Trudeau to come out and negotiate with them? Yeah. See, I thought Justin Trudeau came out a long time ago. Is uh, he still closeted? Oh, man. Well, uh-oh. Uh, huh, uh, Did we just out Trudeau? Dude, that's a Carl Pulling exclusive. Carl Pulling exclusive. Woo! If we were the first ones to out Justin Trudeau as cool. a sexless, asexual amoeba man. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what you were thinking, but that's exactly what I was thinking. Some people are one-spirited. Some people are two-spirited. And Justin Trudeau is a special type of gender called a zero spirit. Yep. Where he he does not have any any spirit to speak of. Uh, he doesn't have a soul, and you can tell because of his dead little eyes. Yeah, yeah. His his dead little eyes that remind me so much of a certain dictator. Yeah. Right. So uh, no soul. He he's and you know why actually, Hunter. He you can tell he doesn't have a soul is because his mom is a legendary swinger who has all these pictures where she's hanging all over Fidel Castro. And when you look at a picture of him side by side, there's like a 0% chance he's not the bastard son of Fidel Castro. And that's how, I don't know if you know this, but the way that DNA works is that if your father is a soulless bastard, you as the child are also a soulless bastard. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's hereditary actually. Who so, would have thought? Yeah. That also is interesting with his comments about uh, China's dictatorship and how he likes how they can get anything done they want. So, you know, man, must, must run in the family. Really pitching them straight down the middle there. Would you? Yeah. Real, little justy. Mm. So I, I think the thing that's interesting about this is, you know, th- civil disobedience for the next 20 years is going to be thought in contrast to the BLM riots, right? Um, sure. Just be, just because the nature of those, how long they were and how they absolutely, um, depending on where you live, disrupted civil life, right? Um, surrounding George Floyd and everything like that. Um, it's the thing about those riots is there was a large campaign in the media to confuse us about what was actually taking place there and why it was okay to do in the middle of a pandemic. And we, we were told they were mostly peaceful while we saw cities burn in the background. We were told that there was no risk to, to, to spreading COVID, 
but we were told if you went out to protest the COVID lockdowns, that was absolutely dangerous and would spread COVID. There was all this strange nonsense that didn't make any sense. And never was there a specific list of demands offered by the BLM rioters to explain what they wanted. And a lot of times when lists were provided, like at Chaz Chop, they were so over-the-top outrageous that they were impossible to meet. There was no reasonable discussion to have there. The thing that's interesting about what's happening in Canada, and there are some missteps, um, you shouldn't block roads, right? We talked about this earlier during the BLM riots. Blocking roads costs lives. It keeps goods and services going to places. It stops hosp- It stops uh, ambulances getting to the hospital. It's wrong. You shouldn't do it. And that is one place where these people have misstepped. Absolutely. Yeah. And let me just, let me draw a line around this. And I, I'm sure. not on the ground in Canada, but I, I, I'm perfectly consistent on this. If you are parked around Parliament in, in downtown Ottawa and not majorly impeding thoroughfare which is what it appears to be from the majority of the photos if you are disrupting the peace but not disrupting the commerce mm-hmm. then i support you 100 percent. now these people that were blocking the main thoroughfare thoroughfare between ottawa and detroit that i'm against that is a that's an evil malicious malevolent thing to do and even though i support the intent of these protesters contrast to i don't support the intent at all of of marxist thugs in blm i do i do condemn that behavior it's not acceptable it doesn't help your point it's unnecessary don't do it um it's it's wrong to do it's an evil evil thing to do so stop that however that is not this entire convoy from what i can see um and I fully support the people that are, are causing a ruckus around Parliament. That's a good on you and a pat on the back, and, and I'd like more of it. Um, I want to say this, too. You cannot equate these to a BLM riot. Now, there was some, there was some calmer BLM protests, don't get me wrong. But in Absolutely. general, the ones that we're talking about, places like Seattle, places like Portland, places like uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, the, let's say. The Wendy's where Rayshard Brooks was shot. Yeah, in Atlanta. These were not peaceful. And you can tell the difference because in in those instances, you have people boarding up their businesses and running for the hills mm-hmm. when they know that BLM is coming to town. You Whereas caught in the crossfire. Absolutely. Whereas in Ottawa, you have the population of Ottawa, disturbed as they might be from all the horn honking and what, what do you have, are defying government orders to bring these individuals gas to keep mm-hmm. their rigs running. Mm-hmm. Very different feel. Um, so although, like you, were, like you were pointing out, you can equate these two as they're both acts of, let's say, civil disobedience, yep. but, but that's, a, that's a vacuous term in a certain sense because the, the BLM riots, by and large, were incredibly destructive incredibly incredibly costly uh acts of of lawless thuggery yeah. and that is not the same feel that you get when you see the pictures coming out of ottawa right now 
No, and I think the thing there that's important to remind remind ourselves is the disparate treatment between those two events, right? Where people were absolutely terrified to say something wrong, that anything was going wrong with the BLM riots, uh, the media coverage that surrounded those, and what's happening with the truckers right now. So let's, the um, other piece I wanted to touch on when we're talking about, you know, the truckers up there and, you know, but they, they have a specific set of things they want to address. What, what is it? Well, around 90% of truckers are vaccinated, right? And now yeah. we have Omicron and we don't have any clear metrics from the government, the Canada, uh, the Canadian government, what it is that will allow the mandates to go away. What number of the population needs to be vaccinated? They won't provide that. They won't give any information. And 90% is really good, especially with Omicron around. So they just want to be heard. And the thing that is impossible, and we're seeing this, um, Matt Taibbi talks a little bit about this, but the international control that's been placed around COVID and lockdowns and everything like that, it just doesn't make sense. And there are people with legitimate concerns against those. And we'll see more things happen that are, happen similar to what are going in Canada and other places if places continue to be draconian where it doesn't make any sense to be draconian anymore. Yep. Right? Yeah, I mean, so. you saw it happening in Australia a couple months ago. Yes. You, you're seeing it in Paris um, over the weekend. Yeah, it's it's happening around the world. And, and Hunter, I want to I want to hone in on one point there that you made about the disparate treatment. Now, there's yeah. a lot a lot to unpack here. I think yeah. you'll remember that Kamala Harris during the BLM riots yes. was giving to a GoFundMe. I believe it was funded. I th- believe it was on GoFundMe. I could be wrong though on that specific point. But she was repping a fund not just to support people protesting by providing them with with food and water and shelter and those different things the fund was literally to bail people out of jail people who had broke the law it was literally to bail them out of jail and that was all fine and good when it's blm and then you and and they were blocking streets and and killing people i mean chaz chop the murder rate went through the roof like overnight um and and yet now you look at the media coverage of the the trucker convoy in canada that isn't smashing up windows and destroying every piece of property that they happen to walk by and Mm -hmm. they're being demonized by both american and canadian media when you know you have members of the community coming out and supporting them not by you know yelling how much they hate white people but by bringing them very expensive gallons of gas Mm -hmm. so it's it's incredibly different. So let me just say this to be perfectly clear. I know we condemn them for for blocking the road, and I stand by that, and I'm I'm consistent on that. Where a lot of people choose not to be, for whatever reason. However, however, if you supported the unbelievable nuclear destruction of BLM, and now yeah. you want to condemn the Canadian truckers, the freedom convoy blocking roads, I could not care less about your opinion. You're, you're a motivated, recalcitrant tribal wretch. And, and I, I will not hear any condemnation of them from you. It's all or it's none. And, you know, a lot of people say that the left wouldn't have any standards if it weren't for double standards. Well, there's a reason people say things like that, and it's because it's playing itself out on every major media station currently in the U.S. and in Canada. So you guys can can go see the door. If you if you didn't have condemnation for the 
open violence, including roadblocking that BLM was was instigating in America. And now you think that it, you clutch your your fake pearls at a ro- one road between Ottawa and Detroit being blocked off. Uh, I could not care less about your opinion. Yeah. In, in fact, well, I care more about condemning you than I care about condemning the truckers. Let me just make it perfectly clear. Your hypocrisy is worse for the world than that road being blocked by a lot. Yeah. I, I think the thing that's important to keep in track there is, you know, during those riots and, you know, uh, when city, when businesses burned and everything like that, uh, it was at, it was no problem to promote, you know, the fundraising sites that assisted in releasing people who had allegedly broken the law and posting their bail, right? People wish to donate to the truckers, right? This is ridiculous, and yeah. Not only not only did GoFundMe, uh, a company that was being utilized to make those donations, essentially steal those donations and offer to send them to different charities, Right. From, from the people involved. Before backpedaling incredibly quickly. Right. And essentially returning the money. The Canadian government has executed an emergency order or uh, an emergency act. Yeah, they've, they've executed an emergency act to essentially punish Canadian citizens without any judicial oversight by freezing their accounts if they fund what is happening in Ottawa right now with the truckers. And, and to be clear, bank accounts, not Facebook accounts. Bank the, accounts. The, the, bank the, emergency, accounts. the emergency powers that can, Canada just, just granted allow for the government without, like Hunter said, without judicial review to freeze funds of people that they suspect to be uh, funding this. And, and to put this in perspective, this has only been used one other time in Canada's history uh, when they were not actively at war. And it was when a group of terrorists kidnapped a ambassador, I believe, uh, and were holding them in the interior of Canada. It's the only other time that they've used these specific set of powers. So that's the retaliation that these people are experiencing. They're being treated effectively like terrorists. And you you look at the situation on the ground, and it's just completely unconscionable that that's the response that they're getting that's such a good point you bring up too christopher not only has the canadian government said i can't remember if it's illegal whatever they've said uh to take gas to the truckers they've asked towing companies to remove the trucks and they said no go find someone else and then they asked the police to take care of it and the police said no go find someone else right and so when you have both the private sector right refusing a job Right. And the public sector saying what you're doing violates my oath of office, essentially, is what that means. Right. Where are you at as the rulers of a democracy? Like what what ship has sailed? What how can you in any way think you're serving the public in that moment? Right. Um, Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's absurd. Mm. And no, it, and it's, it's even worse than that, Hunter. It, it is truly absurd. These these mm. truckers, right, wrong, or indifferent, and I believe that in, on the whole they're right, are arguing that the government is not is not supporting 
their freedom. It's not giving them the freedom to choose. And, and of course, and, and that's really at the heart of this. You know, it started, the vaccine was an inflection point. But like you mentioned, 90% of these truckers are vaccinated by the best data that we have available to us currently. Yep. It, the vaccine isn't the sticking issue. The sticking issue is that the there mandates. are the, the, these mandates that the people of Canada, this this group of people in Canada, feel that their rights are up for grabs when it comes to uh, the whims of Canada's government and their their Castro in chief <laughs> over there. That is what these protests continue to be about. And Canada is proving them right. If these people's main gripe is that you are being authoritarian and you ought to stop that, you, your response to that critique is to lock down harder to start yep. freezing people's bank accounts without judicial review yep. and, and to to make perfectly legal things like delivering gas illegal that that is not helping your case canada and, and if you didn't think that the truckers were right before how can they be wrong now mm. you know in in america uh blm was arguing that cops were wantonly shooting black people uh, across across the entire nation. And in the aftermath, we have not seen a spike in police altercations with, with uh, unarmed black civilians or anything like that. In fact, what we've seen across the country is a spike in, in officer-related shootings. In addition to that, we've seen crime skyrocket in these areas that either passed anti-cop mandates and or... Decide, uh, installed district attorneys and uh, uh, attorney generals that decided to go soft on crime so much so that even in places like Chicago Lori Lightfoot is trying to backpedal on those measures as fast as humanly possible and you, she was the one that, that had the weird press conference with the mascot dog that was going to be like the social worker anti-police thing and now even she's she's biting her own tongue over it there was no backlash in kind from the government over these protests in fact our government and this was a mistake on their part eased the reins didn't tighten them but at least you it it gave to the lie that america was not concerned with the critiques of the protesters but here in canada they're like oh you think you think i'm x i'm actually 7x you know what I'm saying? It's absurd. It's absurd. And it, it, it proves that they are right. Their liberties are under assault. That's a great point. And, I, you know, it, it doesn't stop with the government, right? It goes oh, into the media. Not. And so this this was one of my favorite things is the uh, CBC Canadian Broadcasting. Um, they actually suggested that Russia was behind the truckers. Uh not even kidding. And the reasoning for this is because of Canada's stance on Ukraine. And so what they're saying is because, what? yes, what they're saying is essentially is that because Canada has stood by Ukraine and is an ally to Ukraine, Russia is spreading disinformation in Canada to increase the, uh, the, the trucker rally, essentially, which is how, how, how much water carrying do you have to do for these elites that obviously don't care about the people? Like, Russia has one of the lowest rates of internet access in any industrialized nation. You guys think they like literally do nothing but sit online in these forums and post misinformation. There's like seven people in Russia with a cell phone. I, I, I truly don't know what you guys are talking about. 
this just goes to belie the point, Christopher, that we've been talking about is like this Zoom class, right? They can sit on their butts and do everything. They don't understand even when the people are at the gate, right? Even when they're outside their front door, they can't see, you know? And it's like, your citizens are out here, CBC, you know, don't, don't lie. This is the wrong time for it, you know, and you can hide. You know, I really think everyone should go look at this article. Once again, common sense. Uh, this is, I'm going to attempt to say this person's last name. Uh, this is from Rupa Subramanya. And, Subramanya, uh, that sounds right. Okay. And Rupa writes this article that goes through what the truckers want. And what you see is exactly what me and Christopher have been saying. And I think the thing that's so telling through this article is so many people saying, you know, I left Ukraine. I know what socialism looks like. I don't want it here. I feel as a Canadian, it's my right. I need to stand up for the rights of the people who live here. I feel like I can't give another inch. You know, um, people saying, my family actually doesn't know I'm here and they don't know this side of me. And if they did, they would hate me. And there's so many stories like that. And then ask yourself, what if this was a Black Lives Matters protest? What would that person be saying right now? What would be the political consequences for that person? And then look at the pictures that are in this article from Dan Aponte. These are not, these are not cookie cutter races. This is Star Wars good guys in this, in this list. Okay. This is everybody <laughs> has lined up yeah. to fight this. And it's beautiful because someone took the time to capture all these different people and show you exactly what they look like to show you exactly who they are and didn't do that by writing an article about the Russians being out there. They did journalism. They went out there. They found the people. They talked to them. They interviewed them. They saw who they are and they told you about it. That is the article. And that's what's missing a lot of times from our news media. They just seem to be imp- it, it, yeah. just unloving. How, how, come, how come no one was willing to do a, a piece like that about George Floyd, I wonder? Hmm talking about who he really was hmm. you know what i'm saying these people hmm. hate journalism i mean seriously to would you say it was nbc that said this was a russian propaganda uh cbc op cbc oh the c okay that's canadian that, that's insane yeah canadian broadcasting uh freaking state-owned media what a joke to start hmm. with but but even so the the idea that you would put that that out there that's a russian talking point you want to talk about propaganda pretending like the russians have the ability to even pull off a scheme like that is russian propaganda uh it's insane and all this in light of of the durham special counsel information that's coming to light about people at georgia tech of all places hacking into the white house what a what a cluster they're in right now but Mm. that that is just complete it's completely reprehensible line of of thinking it, it, th- these people hate journalism they hate journalism they mm-hmm. they love talking about how woke they are and then molesting the help uh mm-hmm. at least that's how we do it at cnn i guess is there a single person on the board of cnn who's not a pedophile or or in an uh, illicit relationship with one of their subordinates one of their direct subordinates i don't I, it's incredible if they're not tubing themselves they're they're screwing their way into promotions it, it, it is ridiculous, the state of journalism in America and in Canada. Uh, in Canada, at least, it's, it's, they have the excuse of being big brother incarnate in that they're state-owned. But 
the, uh, journalism is absolutely dead. Journalism is absolutely dead. Black Lives Matter cost millions and millions. I think the quote was $200 million worth of damage across the United States in the, the summer of 2020 and 2021. And these people are blocking a road and they shouldn't be doing that. But by and large, they're sitting around the city center and blowing their horns and you're treating them like the Antichrist. You, they, you hate journalism, and journalism is dead. Democracy doesn't die in darkness. Democracy dies in the black light that reveals things that aren't there, like the fact that these truckers are lining up because it's a Russian hoax. What a load of, of fill-in-the-blank. I, I, it's maddening. It's mm. maddening how much and to what lengths these people will go to gaslight the constituents of the con- countries and communities they pretend to serve. It is mm. sickening. Mm. It is sickening. Mm-hmm. Journalism is dead. But your muscles aren't. And that's why we've brought to you <laughs> X and X. <laughs> did you just say I can't even. Yeah, I totally got the name wrong. Like, I did a terrible job. I'm so embarrassed by my transition that I've forgotten who our sponsor is. <laughs> it's F and X Fit. F and X Fit. Look, if it's night 17. You're cold, you're shivering in the back of an 18-wheeler. You're going to need muscle because, look, fat is insulating, but muscle keeps you warm with the pride that comes from knowing that you've made something delicious out of yourself. And that can only be achieved through, in our modern age, through tinctures and potions. And there's no finer purveyor of tinctures and potions than fnxfit.com. Your local uh, online apothecary. That's yes. Their, uh, that's their handle. Yes, they have they have herbal remedies. They have uh, faticide. I made that up just now. Faticide. That could be pretty cool. Like pretty insecticide cool. or pesticide. Um, yeah. They've got uh, muscle cream. Mm. They have... I'm sure they have a lot of that stuff that the uh, the olympic committee from russia takes to get disqualified from every gold medal that they try and win what do you mean it is called training <laughs> this is ben gay i i put it on bicep because very sore this is preparation h for my pectoral yes because my whole body is a prolapse uh <laughs> anyhow oh, no. just go to fnxfit.com throw us a bone okay use checkout code carlpooling for 15 percent off your order hunter don't don't tell them where you get where you heard from but please use yeah, our code and early use our code okay but if they ask just say that um say that you did a lot of ayahuasca and you had a vision <laughs> of joe rogan passionately making out with justin trudeau Wow. And then Fidel Castro leaned over to you and said, you know, you can get 15% off by using checkout code carlpooling at fnxfit.com or carlpooling.com slash fnx. Uh, uh, tell them that happened to you. <laughs> that will go better for us. Hunter, we have, we have two. two pieces of listener feedback here. Yeah, let's, let's knock it out. Okay, uh, I'll read the first one uh, on our Gmail, and then I think one of them is on your phone. Do you have that one queued up on your phone? I've got both of them up here, so yeah, I'm good. And thank you guys for writing in. We love getting questions, so please do it. The email address is carlpulling at gmail.com. Send us all your queries uh, related to the show or just things that are bothering you. We'd love to take a chance to knock them out. So, And we mean queries as in questions, not as in Brian Stelter. Oh, my Lord. Dear Carl Pulling Bros, 
years ago, I heard something that makes last week's episode about Whoopi's career <laughs> self forever sleep even harder to swallow. Dash, that she took on the name Goldberg because having a Jewish last name would make her more successful in Hollywood. Brackets, presumably given the large number of Jewish producers, and bracket. I thought nothing of it at the time, but since everything regarding race and culture has become such an unforgivable scandal these days, I decided to journey forth down the hypocrisy rabbit hole. While I couldn't find a reliable source verifying that it is the exact reason why she changed her name to Goldberg, I can tell you that her given name was Karen Elaine Johnson. Brackets, of course she's a Karen. No wonder she dropped it. Also, is that not the most vanilla full name you've ever heard? And brackets. <laughs> In an interview asking about her stage name, she said, Goldberg is my name. It's part of my family, part of my heritage, just like being black. I just know I am Jewish. I practice nothing. I don't go to temple, but I do remember the holidays. Religion is a lot of work. It's exhausting, so I keep it simple. I have a pretty good relationship with God. We talk, end quote. Inspiring. Perhaps the icing on the cake is, brackets according to Wikipedia, when researcher Henry Louis Gates Jr. looked into Whoopi's heritage for a PBS documentary on the ancestral roots of several prominent African Americans, it was discovered that, quote, all of her traceable ancestors were African Americans, that she has no known German or Jewish ancestry, and that none of her ancestors were named Goldberg. This is from listener Hamayila O'Doyle. I'm sure that is a stage name. Yeah. Anyway, Miss O'Doyle, thank you for your email. I, yeah, we started out last episode saying with a last name like Goldberg. Um, this is blatant cultural appropriation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Much like it's appropriation for whoopi goldberg to pretend to be relevant enough to be on a television set mm. this is also mm. appropriation of a, a jewish last name uh thanks for coming to the hate group meeting by the way i really appreciate <laughs> you doing that and that's that's a great little bit of trivia karen elaine johnson uh yeah tough. i remember that yeah that's that's that really is, tough i mean i know why she went to whoopi goldberg now i mean that's eh, it's much catchier yeah because um, karen elaine johnson's wider than mayonnaise yeah, exactly. That's, it's like mayonnaise half cut with water. That's how white that name is. <laughs> that's that's good. Um, thanks. Thanks, weird last name person who wrote that. Okay, going to another one. Uh, I guess this comes from Anonymous. Uh, they write, at what point do we tune out of the popular media? One, maybe gay character, a gay sex scene, a gay fourth grader. At some point, I'm turning it off. But I'm curious how you guys make that decision. Um, I'll tell you my thoughts on this, Chris, and you tell me what you think. Okay. There, there are certain things that I don't like to watch um, on, in my media. Uh, the, main, the main thing is, um, like, violence doesn't really bother me because I know it's fake. Uh, most of the, you know, they're, they're never, like, killing somebody. Uh, there, there have been TV shows and movies that have had people actually be hurt in them. Um, Rust. You know, like, yeah, or uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Tom Cruise like fractured something in a jump or whatever and little things like that. What's but, it, the the crow? The crow or the yeah, actor yeah. really dies at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah he actually gets shot. Times. It's happened a couple times, but obviously it's all staged, right? Looking at you, Alec Baldwin. Um, you know, it's all supposed to be fake. So that that typically doesn't bother me. You know, maybe I don't want to watch it because of something like that, but if if if, if nudity's involved, that one usually gets me because um that is the actual act of seeing someone else naked, right? Like there is no, there's no CGI going on. There's no fake. There's no, there's no trick, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it just, it is. 
Um, so some of your questions kind of get answered by that, but like, I don't necessarily find, um, characters with different orientations and things like that as a a definite, I'm not going to watch this. Um, the reason is because I think that those are all human stories, right? Uh, just like you could, you could, you know, like liars in TV shows, like those are interesting characters to watch. It's interesting to see what happens to them. Um, just like honest people are interesting to watch, right? It, it, it's part of being human, you know, it, all these different aspects to us. And so I just see that as a different shade. And so it doesn't necessarily turn me off to a TV show. I'm interested to see what point it's going to make through that. Mm-hmm. Um, typically the point is to me when that becomes like overtly political, Right. When it becomes like I can tell the director is reaching through the TV screen and grabbing me by the throat and saying, why won't you stop being racist? Right. Like that. That's when yeah. I don't necessarily want to watch it. And the and that's not even saying that I may not even keep watching it. That's just going to really turn me off to the to the media and the uh, what I what I'm looking at. Um, even then, boycotting really doesn't do that much. Right. Like, you know, this is more a personal decision for you to make, not as like, oh, I'm just not going to support that. Uh, if there's anything that you can boycott that will have any relevance, it's Marvel. Never give Marvel any more money. Right, wait, they have plenty of money. Yeah. Um, and, and look, don't get me wrong. Tom Tom Collins a cutie. Tom Collins a cutie. <laughs> Tom Holland's a cutie. You can see, even just thinking of him makes me tongue tied, honey. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, still, it's a Spider Man movie. Everybody, grow up, okay? Uh, yeah. That being said, let, let me tell you, I'm probably a little bit more liberal with you on this. For instance, I don't think sure. that I. I don't like watching over-sexualized things and you know, sometimes it'll come up in a movie and you're like, Oh wait, I'm there. It is. I don't think yep. all nudity is played for sexual sexuality. And there's That's a, fair. there's a pretty thin line, but think about things like the shining or whatever. That's like the most obvious example. There's, yeah. there's this nude scene and it's horrifying, right? It's, it's and, supposed to make you afraid. Yeah. No, yeah. And it's not played. It's not played for a sexual element in my opinion. So like things like that, I, I, I don't, I, I think if it's, I think if it's artistic, I, I don't always draw that same box around it. And let me tell you, there are one example. I'm, I'm liberal in my ideology there and very conservative in my application. There is one exam example of non-sexualized nudity for every a thousand examples of yeah. sexualized nudity and like that's like comparing the statues at the Louvre to Pornhub. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah, there yeah, are yeah, there's yeah. much more smut than there is art. So yeah. I don't draw a hard hard line, but I I generally uh shy away from those things as well. Uh let, let me, me put uh, it this way. You know the guy, you know the pope that, that that performed the great castration of all the uh the male models, uh, the male statues at at the Vatican. Have you heard yes. of this? That that's too far. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you took a little too far, dude. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's there's plenty of amazing, um, you know, Renaissance and post Renaissance artists that that painted nude figures, and it's like, yeah. is it is that smut? I don't think so. Um, and then there's the crap that Gauguin did, and that probably is just porn. Yeah, regardless. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yes, I, yeah. You, you've got to be able to. I, I wouldn't make a hard line around it for me personally. That being said, sexualizing things in general, you we run a real slippery slope. L- let me put it to you this way. You, your question went, you know, a gay character or a gay love scene or a gay fourth grader. Let me tell you where I draw a really, really bright, hard line. The gay fourth grader. 
I am sick and tired of movies sexualizing children. It, yeah. it is. It's creepy. It's weird. It is unacceptable. Things like Cuties. There's this show that I see on yeah. Hulu. I think it is. It's. I've never uh, watched Netflix. an episode of it. No, no, no. Different thing. Not called, Cuties. Oh, okay. Called. Uh, it's Pen Fifteen, which is that you know yeah. that middle school joke that yep. you go to pen15.com or whatever. It's just penis. And yep. and the conceit is there's these two of age actresses playing middle schoolers and figuring out their sexuality. That's disgusting. That's that's, weird. that's pedophilic as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely no time for this. And I think I've, I've mentioned this on the show before. You know, I I, I met my w- now wife um, at on a film set, and we were at the rap party the night after I met her. And the thing that kicked off our entire conversation was me objecting in front of a room full of all these liberal hippie dippy actors about why it wasn't free to make a lesbian character in frozen. And the reason is because when you are talking about a heterosexual couple, there is, there is non pleasure based value in that relationship children understand this intrinsically even if you are too stupid to realize it they understand that procreation is the function of a mommy and a daddy long before they have a concept for sexual pleasure or their own sexuality however Mm -hmm. when you shift that into a a homosexual couple that is literally built on pleasure the the sexual coupling of them is a pure pleasure arrangement now there's companionship too i won't deny that but that's not what the that's not what the coupling does you understand so it it automatically presents sexual pleasure as a concept to kids who don't understand it that's where i really draw the line i've had enough of uh us skirting the line around that uh you know my religious views are my religious views but my political views are are consistent and they effectively say that consenting adults can do whatever consenting adults want to do and quit preying on kids you creepy yeah. pedos well and it began, that continues to become more and more an issue we continue to see more and more you know this is the this is the thing too is what is in the university sadly doesn't stay in the universities yeah. we used to believe that right and we continue to see more and more arguments uh for i can't even remember the term but for essentially pedophile maps pedophiles maps, maps hunter Right. Minor attracted persons. I mean, that's coming. Right. And hopefully, hopefully we've learned enough to stop it in its cradle at this point to just say, nope, absolutely not. And the important thing to remember is it would not be the first time a culture made that okay. Oh, right. absolutely not. Absolutely. And, and, and here's the other thing, too. The, the backwards argument to that, I'm saying, like, protect the kids from being sexualized. But mm-hmm. what is it in the mind of an adult who makes a sexualized fourth grade character for their TV show? Mm. There, you're mm-hmm. the one sexualizing mm-hmm. them too, and the adults that are watching it are sexualizing them. Mm. How about how about we just agree as a society to be far less interested in the sexuality of underage persons, top to bottom? That would be a pretty yep. cool thing to do as a society. Yep. If you Seems hate like... rape as much as you pretend to. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Uh, well, I suppose that's that, brother. Um, if you're listening from the cold confines of an 18 wheeler somewhere in Ottawa right now. Know that Carl Pooling loves you. In general, we support you. We we believe you when you say that your your liberties are under assault because we've been seeing it all over the planet for the past two years. Thank God someone has the the trucker huevos to stand up and act American. I just wish we would have done it in America. But good on you, Canada. 
and uh, and we sure are proud of the vast, vast majority of you guys. So, God bless. God bless. Do we sing the Canadian National Anthem now? Uh, uh, no. Okay. Thanks. Look, I, I've been as nice to Canada as possible. Yeah. And if you ever do find yourself randomly breaking out into the Canadian National Anthem, it's time to stop what you're doing immediately, go to a doctor, and get tested. isn't a sport.